Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Blogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. Okay, so here's the truth. Most of the time when I ask people what they struggle with most in blogging, the answer that I get is procrastination. And I understand that wholeheartedly. When I was in the very early days of blogging, I can remember being in my office ready to work on something and being like, all right, I'm going to do this thing. And then it being like, oh, there's a pile of laundry over there. I should wash that. And then, oh, look at that mess over there. I need to go clean that up. Oh, man, that smell coming from the kitchen. I got to go clean those dishes. This is ridiculous. And it was just this endless me doing productive work that I felt good about in exchange for not doing anything with my blog. (laughs) So that's why procrastination is really easy because there's a lot of other things that actually make you feel pretty good about accomplishing, like doing housework and stuff like that. But it doesn't get you towards your goals. And I really want to talk about today some of the reasons that I think people tend to procrastinate, like the reasons that they put things off. And you may identify with one or more of these things. And if that's the case, I want to really talk about some solutions to this problem. Um, And they're not easy, right? Because you're fighting against uh, something that um, sometimes I think we don't even realize we're doing it, if that makes sense. But I, I really want to help you guys fight back procrastination today and to really understand why you do what you do. So number one that I think is a real obvious one that is that a lot of people procrastinate on doing much because they actually, they fear failure. I also think some people procrastinate because they fear success. And I always thought that was super silly when people talked about fearing success, but I get it. Like you're getting momentum You're doing really well. And then it's like you start thinking about the fact that you're actually succeeding at what you're trying to do. And that can be really overwhelming to think about what happens if I am actually successful. What if I get what I really want? What do I do then? (laughs) So between fear of failure, which I think is what most people struggle with, is that somewhere deep inside, you don't think that you have what it takes or that you're going to do all this work and it's not going to pay off or, you know, what's the point in writing one more post, one more email that nobody reads, right? Like these are the things that go through your mind. Um, And that's one of the reasons why it's much easier when we sit down to write a piece of content is if we believe we're not going to be successful, then we will actually go and do something else because it seems like that, that rewards us immediately with a sense of satisfaction, Um, To be able to walk away from that thing and do something that does reward us immediately versus trying to do something that has like a long term effect. And this is sort of like the sprinting versus the marathon approach, right? One other thing that I often see um, people really struggle with is they don't really have processes in place. And I think this really varies for everybody. I don't think that there is a one size fits all solution for each person because I think each personality type really processes information, organizes information and takes action in very different ways. And I see this a lot because I have a lot of 
uh, coaching clients, right? Like I have a lot of blog coaching clients and I can see the varying differences in how people process and organize and take action on information. You've got your really um, kind of distracted people and those people struggle without any structure. So they're the ones who are very easily chasing squirrels. They're the ones that are very easily like, oh, I'd rather do this or I'd do this or I'd rather do this, I'd rather do this. And I tend to be that type of personality. And so what I have found works for me with my type of personality is I really can't, I cannot narrow my time down hour by hour. Like there are people who can make like hour by hour by hour like plans for themselves. And I can't do that. Like I, there's some spontaneity Um, There needs to be some spontaneity in what I do for me to find, to feel, uh, to feel successful or to feel like I have control over what I'm doing, if that makes sense. And so, um, which I know that sounds like completely polar opposite. Like it's not, you know, if you have your hour by hour planned out, you have control, but that's too controlling, if that makes sense. Like it's too much for me. So it's much easier for me to make a list of what I know that I need to get done over the course of a week and then like basically tackle each project that's on that list based on how I feel that day, if that makes sense. Um, So I have a master list and I can go through them based on what I currently have the mental energy for. And I can just check those off as I go. And that keeps it very simple for me. It gives me structure, but it gives me freedom within that structure to do what I want to do based on how I feel or what I'm doing or what I'm passionate about at the time. Um, And for some of you guys, you may be cringing at that thought. Like that sounds awful and you sound completely disorganized and yada, yada. But again, that goes back to different personality types. If you're more of a type A person, you're going to want something strict. You're going to want to know exactly what you're doing every day at what time you're going to do it. Like, and maybe not at what time, but you just have a, you have a fiercer construction to your day or a fiercer organization to what you need to do and how you need to do it. Um, And so I really feel like any personality, no matter who you are, it's it's really good to have processes in place. And I talk about this a lot because I feel like processes are a big part of success because processes keep you from making mistakes. So I'm a big proponent of having like a notebook or a Trello board or something that outlines step by step, like how you complete different tasks and processes for your blog content creation, right? Because one thing that I'm guilty of in the old days was, you know, creating content, not using a process and then leaving out three or four things I should have done um, without realizing it. And even now, like I have to have a piece of paper beside me that says, Kim, remember that these are the like 12 things you need to do to fully implement SEO in this article. Because if I don't rely on a checklist of some kind, I'm going to forget, I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to wait, use extra time and energy to go backwards instead of forwards. And so, um, one thing that I developed that has helped me and apparently has helped quite a few people because I get comments and I get notes and I get letters and I get all kinds of stuff all the time from different people where they're just talking about what a huge difference this this strategy made for them is the 12 week blog growth strategy, which is um, you can find that going to kimandersonconsulting.com and then clicking on the courses tab. Um, and you'll find that in my Thinkific store if you're interested in it. And there is a coupon code that is um, podcast, I believe is the coupon code for that. This strategy was something I formulated for myself to solve a problem because I constantly felt like I was just 
running on a hamster wheel with my blog. Like I wasn't making forward progress. I was doing a whole heck of a lot of work and there was not a lot to show for it. Um, I wasn't being that strategic. And so this was kind of how I was able to get myself organized and inside the course there's processes and helping you develop your own processes. And it, you know, just like most things I do, it also has that heart and head element. So I feel like if you're struggling with focus, getting your processes down is one of the key things that you can do um, to help yourself get focused so that you can stop procrastinating. Because if you know what you're going to do when you sit down, it can help you be like, okay, I just have to do this, 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 and this. It's like you can have a visual roadmap for where you're going, what you're doing, and what you're trying to achieve. And I would like for you to find success in that. The next thing is maybe you're too much of a perfectionist. And I think that that is something that really trips people up sometimes. Um, And I see it all the time. You can be a perfectionist in that it makes your content really good. It makes your content really precise. You know, like everything looks beautiful. Like you have this order and organization to what you do. But sometimes if you know that you can't do it really right or you can't do it really well, you don't want to do it at all. And that's a hard, that's a hard thing to bust through um, because it's how you're almost wired. And so I just want to let you know that I'm aware that's how you're wired. (laughs) It's very hard for you to go against that grain. Um, But you've got to figure out a strategy that helps you let go a little bit if that's possible. Because the perfectionism is what is going to keep you from making the forward progress that you're looking for. And so you've got to find ways to kind of overcome those tendencies and just consider doing minimum viable product in a good way. And I'm going to talk about maybe how to evaluate those kinds of things um, in a little bit that might help you be able to make more um, deliberate and concise decisions about things, even if you know they're not going to be 100% the way you actually want them to be. Uh, and lastly, I know that a lot of things cause us to put things off. And, and that might just be um, the time that you have available or the energy that you have to use the energy that you have available, because a lot of you guys work full time, you have full time homeschool jobs, you stay at home with your kids, like your energy is really divided up between everything in life that you have to do. And it's not easy uh, sometimes to come home or to be at home and to put energy into something else when you feel like your energy is totally spent elsewhere. So with these things being what I feel like are the majority of the reasons we procrastinate, uh, fear of failure, fear of success. um, Sometimes we struggle with having focus and processes. Uh, We struggle with having enough energy and focus to be able to do what we need to do or sometimes we are overly focused or we have too much perfectionist in us that keeps us from doing what needs to be done and one other thing that I think might be causing us to procrastinate is just that we have too much like we are saying yes to too many things um and so it's easier to say yes to the things that again are immediately rewarding versus uh you know, doing the thing that you know is going to be like a long game. So let's talk about how do we, now that we identify the reasons that we procrastinate, how do we overcome those situations? So number one, I really feel like one of the top ways that we can combat procrastination is dealing with our environments. Um, For me, 
what made the biggest difference. Like every time that I've had extreme productive bouts of action (laughs) has come from me physically removing myself from places that are distracting. And I realize that not everybody has that luxury or that ability. Um, So don't get mad and stop listening now. But just hear me out. So when my kids started school or were in school last year, my husband and I were basically living in my parents' basement. You know, my family was living in my parents' basement while we were trying to renovate the house. And in that season, it was very hard for my husband and I to work together in that space downstairs because of the like, acoustics or, you know, he was always doing video editing and voiceovers and I was typing and it didn't seem like we were helping each other by being in that same space just based on the two different kind of jobs that we do. Uh, And so I would leave the house and go to my local library and um, they have study rooms at the library and they're, you know, they're, they're just, there's a closed door. It's usually four white walls. Maybe there's some sort of, you know, projector thing in there or whatever, or a whiteboard or something like that. But in general, those rooms are amazing because you know what? I got in there and there was nothing for me to do but work. And there's a lot of times that I've gone to coffee shops just because coffee shops are open later than the library. You know, they'll be open till 11 or something. And so if my kids are in bed and I'm escaping um, to go do work while my kids are asleep at night after they've been tucked in, Um, you know, the coffee shop may be the only outlet I really have. I know some of you guys find that area rather distracting because you're like, oh, I gotta listen to these conversations. But that's why when I go to the coffee shop, I put headphones on and I get into my music zone, whatever that is. Um, but altering your environment can make a big difference in your ability to, to focus and do work. Um, even if that means you make yourself a she shed or a he shed or a man cave or a woman cave or whatever you need to do. I just have, I've had so many interesting experiences over the past year where I'm finding these women um, who are homeschool moms, something like that, and they recognize the fact that they have no space of their own. And so they're going out and they're putting like little AC units inside these and and lights inside these um, storage buildings, you know, like those little tiny storage buildings. Um, one of my, one of my friends that I've known for a really long time, um, somebody gave her a little RV. They didn't want it anymore. And so she built this little, um, like little cover over it and a little deck on the front that like lets her get into the door and it's her little she shed RV. So it's where she kind of escapes to. Um, and again, I know that's not for everybody and not everybody can do that, but I think that it's fun to see the creative ways that people say, I'm going to alter my environment so that I can be more productive. And if you don't have a place that you can get away to, I think that you have to figure out how do you, uh, tweak the environment that you're living in. And sometimes I think that people who struggle with some focus may have some clutter issues. Like there's so much in your house that you feel like your whole like room or office or the closet that you're hiding out in, um, is like encroaching on you and stuff's piled up everywhere. And, you know, maybe your extra room has still got all the moving boxes from when you moved in your house. Like that doesn't feel comfortable. And so when you're in there, you're distracted because you're thinking, Oh, I should pick, I should go through that pile and I should declutter this and I should, and that doesn't help your ability to focus and continue with the task at hand. 
So I would encourage you guys to consider either getting away from the distractions when you can, like physically removing yourself from places where you stop and do laundry or do dishes or work on stuff like pay, you know, whatever you are having to do that day that you feel like is an easier win for you than blogging, even though you love blogging, the easier win will usually trump the hard work. So um, remove yourself from the distractions or get yourself an area that has no distractions, like cleanse some area, even if you, even if you have to go hide and work in your closet, I'm not even joking. Like if you have a walk-in closet, clean up your walk-in closet to where it's organized well and decluttered. Um, if you have an office, if you have a kitchen nook or something like that, clean it up, like get every piece of paper off the surface there so that it feels comfortable. It feels clean. It feels like you're ready to work in that space. Um, but you know, don't put off work to go do that (laughs) right now, but at some point make it a project to give yourself some space that you can go to that, that, that doesn't distract you. Okay. Here's the other thing. If you're a person who struggles sometimes with being too perfectionistic, um, or you feel like it's gotta be perfect before we hit publish, I'm not really that personality, but I do know in the early days, I was really afraid to publish anything that might have any kind of grammatical errors because people were so mean online. Um, but now I just don't care. Uh, <laughs> but I, I would encourage you to take a minimum viable product approach, um, to, not only blogging, but also to household management. Um, some people, they they struggle with uh, trying to hold everything down because they're actually struggling to hold everything down because they're literally trying to do everything. And I've encouraged you guys with this in previous podcasts before, but I want you to consider what are the most important household tasks that make the biggest difference that people notice. And really only focus on those. I mean, if you need to do a deep clean once a month, that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, in my life, I know that if the laundry is all over the place and the dishes are a mess, that is when my house is not in good working order. Like, that's when everybody's getting crabby and cranky. Um, That's when the order of the home is very off, thrown off. So think about the tasks around your house that make the biggest difference. What are the things that your spouse or your kids or whomever complain about most when they're not done? Uh, because they have the most, um, the worst side effects, right? Like no clothes. Okay. Well, you're gonna have to wear stinky clothes to school or like, you know, like those are bad side effects. Um, you know, dishes, bugs, you know, like all the different side effects you get from not dealing with some of the most vital and important tasks around your house. So I would just encourage you to make a list of what those are and be willing to just let those things be the things that you focus on. If you can get these tasks done and get them out of the way, then it's time to blog. Um, This is highly motivating for me in most circumstances because I like blogging so much that I put a timer on for myself and see how quickly I can finish the tasks I have to finish so that I can start blogging or, you know, I get my kids or my spouse to tag in and help me hurry up and get these tasks done so that everybody can go about their day and do what they enjoy doing. Um, And just now I mentioned thinking about the urgent and important tasks, things that need to be done and are important for your family's life, like survival, livelihood, flow, or, you know, organization, getting everybody out the door on time. Those are all important tasks. And 
my husband and I have been having a lot of interesting conversations about urgent versus important lately. Um, and it's funny because, you know, most people, they say, oh, your husband's really lucky or whatever, because it's like he has his own blogging coach or whatever. But he's, you know, your spouse is a little bit different than, you know, your friends or people that you know outside of um, blogging. Um, and so being that my husband and I semi work together, even though he's working on his own platform and things like that, um, you know, what we do sort of intersects in different ways. Uh, I need his help with things and he needs my help with things. And we kind of help each other in growing these two platforms that we built. And so um, we regularly have these conversations, you know, where he'll be like, man, I just have such a big to do list. Like he is a big to do list person. Like he does not mess around. The man has like 27 Trello boards going at a time. And he loves lists, loves the organization of lists. But he often feels, I think, overwhelmed sometimes by the lists that he has and the, the projects and the things. Because he has a lot of things he really wants to do, like most people. Um, we have a lot of things we want to do, but then life kind of gets in the way. And, like, there's things we have to do. And there's that struggle between what we want to do and what we have to do. Um and so I'm always talking to my husband, you know, because he'll start talking about, this is what I need to do this week. And he'll make the list. And, you know, I'm not him, so I don't see things through the same lens that he sees them through. And so I'll start saying things like, well, that's not really urgent or important, you know. And I, I think it initially it kind of, you know, is like, this is my list, you know, or whatever. But at the end of the day, when we talk through it, he does realize sometimes that the things that are on his list really aren't that important to get done. And they're not really in his way. Like, they're not really preventing him from doing anything if he'll just put them off. So... As you think about the things, even write them down, the things that you need to do, like let's say this week between blogging and life, really evaluate the things that are written down for life that are actually urgent and important. Because if they're urgent and important, those should be the number one things you work on. But if they're just urgent and they're not important and you can knock them out, you can do that. Um, but if they're important, but not urgent, that just means you can put them off. It means that, you know, they're important things, you value them, but there's no timetable around them. They're really things you could do whenever you want to. I think sometimes we put these mega checklists on ourselves. And I really want to encourage you this week that as you make your to-do lists, your checklists, whatever, really think item by item, how important and how urgent is it that you actually do those things? Because you may be putting way more on your plate than is actually necessary um, or way more on your plate to get done immediately that isn't really required to get done immediately. Like it could really get done at any time. And that's why you could go ahead and blog because even if you put this thing off, it's not like it's going to ruin anything or, or throw your world off. But there are things that if you blogged instead of did them, it would be a big deal. So I just want to encourage you to kind of evaluate each item on your to-do list and put it through that filter of, you know, how urgent is it? How important is it? Is it unurgent, unimportant? Because if it is, put it off, you know, um, just kind of try to organize that kind of stuff and help that help guide your decisions and what you do and what you don't do uh, as far as home and blogging. Um, I want to encourage you guys to make a task list for blogging you know, a process list, like really know what you need to do every time you sit down. And 
one of the things that I talk about too as an oppor- you know, as an opportunity to kind of keep track of things. Some people say, well, I just can't keep track of like what I've been working on and where I'm at with projects and stuff. This is why I really like Trello. Uh, Trello is an app that you can get on your computer and on your phone and they sync between the two of them. Um, and it's almost like, I like to sort of call it the Pinterest of lists. If you can imagine like Pinterest tiles, that would be lists that you make. I mean, they don't stack like a Pinterest, like Pinterest pins. They don't stack one on top of the other. They go side by side. Um, but you can essentially make these lists and you can move these, uh, project tiles around and stuff like that, um, on the lists. And so basically what I do is I line up about five, five columns, First column is like blog post ideas. The next column is, um, you know, editorial calendar. The next column is edit. The next column is photos. The next column is edit and photos. And the next column would be publish. Okay. So inside these columns, I can make little boxes or little tiles that tell me what my, maybe what my blog idea is. Okay. So I brain dump all my ideas whenever I have them into this one list that's a brain dump list. And then, um, as I progressively work on that piece of content, I can move it around. Right. So like once I have taken it out of the ideas, uh, column and I put it into the editorial column, um, editorial calendar column, I can assign a date that I want to actually publish that post. And then once I write the post, I can move that box over into the written post or needs to be edited post, I mean, column. Um, So that's one way, like you can track projects inside of Trello by just simply moving your cards, like from one column um, to the next. And it kind of helps you see where you are. So if you have to step away, when you come back, you can say, oh, I know that this cupcake uh, post is ready for me to edit the photos um, and then upload the photos to the WordPress or to the post. Um, or, hey, like this other thing is in this this part of production, you know. And so it's a way for you to visually keep track of where you're at with each piece of content that you're producing or creating. So there's really simple ways for you to, um, you know, really maximize your time and decrease procrastination because you have your stuff together. You know where you are, you know where you want to pick up and you know where you need to lead from. And lastly, I want to encourage you guys who tend to be perfectionists, who tend to overdo it, use timers. And I know that when you hear me say that, you're going to be like, well, I set the timer and then the timer goes off and I just reset the timer. That's fine. What I'm trying to get you to do is be aware of how long it takes you to do stuff, right? Because if you're able to like consciously try to decrease the amount of time it's taking you to do things, because right now you're probably winging it, you know, like you sit down, you start writing and then it's like hours later, you come up for air and you realize it's been three hours and you've only written like half a blog post. (laughs) So those timers just make your brain aware of how long it's taking you to do stuff. And I love that. Like for me to put a timer on for 30 minutes, I realize, oh my gosh, like this is how much I got done in 30 minutes. Could I have done more if I had not done this, this, or this? You know what I mean? So just using timers to help yourself be more aware of how long it takes you and then to challenge yourself to finish tasks quicker is awesome. And so I really want to encourage you in that. So today what we've talked about is procrastination, how it's very normal. Most people deal with it. And there's a lot of reasons why we deal with it from fear of failure to struggling with focus 
to lack of energy, to cluttered environments or perfectionism, whatever it may be that you're running into. And the solutions to these problems are often getting away from distractions, making sure that you clean out a space for yourself, um, taking a more minimum viable product approach to your household management and even to blogging, like what's the most important thing you can do. Really looking at the tasks that you have set up for yourself because everybody's got those 24 hours to use, right? And deciding what's actually urgent and important, like what things do you actually need to be doing and what things can really be put off without any problems. Making task lists for yourself and setting timers. These are all ways that you can try to help yourself really simply take more action. Again, if you're interested in checking out the 12 week blogger strategy, this is a course that you can finish in two to three hours and you can take it every quarter of the year, every 12 weeks um, to help you refocus, to make goals and to break your goals down into bite-sized steps. And it has even a part about setting up your own processes and I've got checklists and everything else in there. Um, and talking about breaking down courses that you're tackling into 12 week, you know, goals and things like that. Uh, because it's all about ditching overwhelm, getting focused and being able to measure the progress you're making versus just flying by the seat of your pants and feeling like you're never making forward growth. Find this at KimAndersonConsulting.com under courses and then find the 12-week blog growth strategy and use code podcast to get 15 bucks off. So I hope you guys have an amazing week and whatever you do, just keep blogging.